0: It don't matter. How's it going? Oh, nah. I am doing great, yeah. Stace. Oh, Jesus. Are she you air? Air. God damn! It's so hot. It's officially summer. It is. I don't know if it's like top off, doors off, Jeep calendar official oh it's calendar is that okay yeah my mom kept saying that the other day like it's the first day of summer and i was like "Mm, i don't think it is but maybe she was right (laughs) there was like a summer solstice or something recently i don't know i relied on my mom to tell me all that oh son of a bitch yeah and you know what happened there so (laughs) yeah she did (laughs) can't really ask her questions anymore (laughs) i'm like is it summer we could just like simply google it but it fucking feels like summer so there's that it's not it's the, same. the same. I need that Teresa calendar. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's like my summer wart is tingling. <laughs> Mother Teresa says it's summer. Oh shit. <laughs> oh god. How are you? Oh, I'm wonderful. You know, living uh, the dream. Yeah, couldn't be better. Totally. This weekend's the first weekend where I don't have a thousand fucking things to do. Um, that's all going to change the following weekend, but I'm so looking forward to it. This weekend's my anniversary. <gasps> are you guys going to do anything fun and exciting? No, we're building a chicken coop. Ooh, that is so fun we're... and exciting. What we are probably going to fight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fucking chickamari goddamn plot. <laughs> <laughs> I said lift on your end. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I'll just do it myself. <laughs> Swear to God. Yeah. Now, so that'll be fine. It'll be a test to our relationship, which so far has been going great. Like our relationship and also the chicken coop test. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it. <laughs> now, is what year is this? Uh, that's a really good question. 2011, mm, technically. Mm, so 10? Is it 10? No, I think it was 10 last year. Are you sure? Mm, no, it's going to be 11 because in, in 22. Wouldn't that be okay. 10? That would be eleven. Okay. So you had need to. Oh yeah, add that, would one be, more. that would be that would be twenty one. Yeah. <laughs> to add one more, you know? That's how math works. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what is the eleventh year material? Is it chicken wire? I did not look. I bet it's chicken wire. Hopefully it's feathers or something. <laughs> chicken oh, wire. Oh or like corn yeah corn. for the feed the like scratch. scratch yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just dirt <laughs> dirt, wood and chicken wire Oh, that is the year 11th year yeah <laughs> yeah Brandon was like I don't have anything planned and I was like okay good that's all I need <laughs> build a chicken coop yeah. it's funny when we hit like a certain age and a certain time in your relationship where like you look forward to your anniversary so you do nothing yeah like, we're not gonna do anything today that's my gift yeah <laughs> yeah I think it was for my birthday or Mother's Day or something he's like what do you wanna do do you wanna go to brunch do you wanna go to dinner do you want to do all these things and I was like I want you to leave (laughs) me alone yeah (laughs) with the kids and then get dinner or something get food and then bring it back to the house and I want to do nothing I don't want to change out of pajamas I don't want to do anything and he was like "Ah, you got it fucking on it I am easy that's what I want dream I don't want to look at anything outside of the house no (laughs) yes it's so hot in here do you want to hear my goddamn? (laughs) since Uh, you're dying of heat stroke yes (laughs) This is we'll gonna just, be a rough episode. We're gonna move it along so yeah. that we don't die at pizza. So you actually know my goddamn, but it was this week the boys had softball and we actually went for once. Hell yeah. And we took the kids and it was a great time. And every time there's softball, I'm always like, fuck man, I don't want to go. I just want to chill at home and relax and do my thing and yeah. go to bed. Like, ugh. For some something. reason, it feels like a chore, even though you know that it's only gonna take an hour. Yeah, and every time I go, it's a blast. And yeah. I'm like, I should do this every time. I actually love going to watch softball. And you're and the like kids oh, yeah. love it. Yeah. The kids have fun, and also we have friends. <laughs> yeah, and I get to see them, and I get out of the house, and it breaks up the normal day-to-day, yeah. day-to-day shit. Anyway, so we did that Monday. It was great. Loved it, except for while we were there, we eventually went down and, like, sat down in the seats to, like, watch the game <laughs> take place. Mm-hmm. And while I was sitting...
1: I was like, where is this going? Yeah, you know, you know, you
0: know. (laughs) While I was sitting, I felt something on my tush, and I reached back while I was probably talking or something. It was not a cognizant, like, oh, there's something there. I just, like, reached back to touch my butt, like, what's going on there? And I stuck my hand in somebody else's motherfucking chewed up gum. you stuck your whole ass in somebody else's chewed up gum. I stuck my whole ass and then proceeded to stick my hand. And I was like, what the fuck do I have gum on my ass? And you and Armand were both like, yeah, you 100% have gum on your ass. And then it was, like, melted in a huge fucking spot. Like, I. Sat on it for a while and my ass was sweating because it soaked it in. (laughs) It's hot. And so, like, I melted somebody else's chewed up gum Mm -hmm. onto my sweaty ass, rehydrated their spit with my ass wet, onto my leggings. So it's not even like jeans or something that can stand up to the strength of a pull of a chewed up gum. The test of time. Yeah, that that was like one hair away from bare ass. It literally probably seeped through the fabric to my bare ass and was sticking to my ass cheek. That might have been what got my attention. I'm not quite sure, but it was very unpleasant and I touched it and I looked at your face, as I said, is that gum? And you looked down and you looked horrified and disgusted in me that I was touching someone else's gum. And I was like, fucking all in now man like you can't go back on my hand (laughs) already touched it and then i proceeded to pick that shit off for like the next 10 minutes trying to get all the gum off my ass with my bare hands in the time of covid with like her nail and stuff too you're like scratching it. i was like oh not with your nails (laughs) what am i gonna do i don't know i didn't know i didn't have a plan for you i just didn't like where it was going yeah honestly i am the gross one i'm sure no sane person would have tried to pick it off with their nails but i was just like at a point of like rubbing it with tissue and baby wipes and stuff that it was like it had to come off but it worked I got it all off my ass it did work just like yeah goddamn Christmas miracle did you wash those leggings yet uh pff, sure they're probably in the laundry but like I guess what I, I mean is like can you see the mark oh, after they've been washed no idea <laughs> they might be ruined forever oh son of a but it's bitch okay I got a ton of leggings yeah pff, just from me <laughs> legging rich yeah I <laughs> exactly. just got so many more exactly. although they're not good ones don't get excited okay I won't did I tell you my goddamn no so my goddamn oh I mean, the the anniversary thing is just like life, you know? You're right. I didn't. For some reason in my brain, I was like, she told me already. (laughs) What is it? Just that my cat got snipped and now he's a drunk little asshole with a fucking cone on. And And no balls. No balls. (laughs) (laughs) Although they're still like there. They're just, I don't know. It's like Uh, a sack. A sack of skin. Yeah. I don't know. It's still weird. They're still full. It feels like. No. It doesn't feel like. I didn't touch them. It looks like. I had questions. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Immediately no. (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> Did not touch them. But he has a like, fucking oh, cone Oh, these still have a little heft to <laughs> I them. I like, hmm, this is nice. <laughs> uh, and he's still trying to fucking rape my other cat. And we're, oh, try- no. we're supposed to keep him, like, contained. She was like a small bedroom or a bathroom. And I was like, got yeah, it. So he doesn't jump a lot? Mm. Yeah, so he doesn't rip his stitches out or whatever. Bust the stitch. The fucking asshole. She was like, "Cats can go one of two ways. They'll either be super sedated and like just want to cuddle and lay down and sleep for the next couple of days, or they're gonna go fucking ape shit." And she said, "And I have a feeling he's gonna be the second one." And I was like, (laughs) "I also have that feeling." He's like Hank, where Hank almost fucking tore his stitches and shit too. Like you could not keep that dog contained. Hank is a a disaster of a dog. Yeah, like. Bull in a China shop, that's Hank just like taking a nap. Like, yes. that is calm Hank yeah. Bull in a China shop. Yeah. Yeah. And he's fucking 80 pounds of like just d- destructoer. He's, yeah. Lovable. He's like sharp destruction. Edges. Yeah. I don't know how to describe <laughs> them. If he were a shape, it would be sharp. <laughs> he's a round, sharp object. Yes. Yes. And then Sonic. Yeah, he's just like the same the fucking version. way. And so he's just he's literally going fucking ape shit all the time and then he has his cone so he like tries to jump up onto the counter and then it cone bats it and he oh, falls god. down. Oh god. Then he like just tries to get the cone off so he slams it into the wall like get oh, my this god. fucking thing off me. <laughs> My God, it's just a it's just a shit show. I have to hold his bowl inside his cone when he, so that he can drink. I did that for Goober. But he can't do it otherwise because yeah. he just flips it over with the cone or then he just starts like digging in it and then there's just water everywhere and then he's like, God, guess what? Now I have to pee and he's wet and then he gets in the litter box and then he's fucking clay. covered in litter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it just cakes to him or whatever. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I think he's legitimately punishing you on purpose. Not a smart cat. Dude, I think, I think, what do you think Sonic thinks? Like, poor Sonic is like, what the fuck have they done to me? Get this cone off of me, bitch, stop holding my water. Yeah, yeah. Get free me. Do you see all this kitty litter all over me? (laughs) It's like, I fucking hate this shit. Yeah. And then I have to drug him up. And then as soon as that happens, he just gets drunk, it looks like. And so he's like rolling over onto the fucking walls and shit. And then he's like, oh yeah, cone's here. And still tries to get it off. It's a nightmare. How long does this have to go on for? 14 days. Holy shit. What number are we on? Two. Captain's log day two. <laughs> Captain's log. Technically, it's day one because I picked him up yesterday. Oh, God. So. You're in for it. It'll get better, though, right? I hope so. Oh, God. Or or I'll just be like, you know what? He's probably fine. I have to do that with Chip soon. Yeah. Although they say, like, my vet was like, look into it because some people think that there's benefits, like, waiting for the dog's first period. And I'm like, Pfft. I don't really want to go through a dog period. Yeah, not to make anybody hate me because they probably know I did not look into it, but I'm probably going to get her, you know, fixed before that. Yeah. Because I don't want to have to walk around with a doggy diaper on. Like, I got a kid in diapers. I don't know. But then sometimes I say this stuff and I'm like, is this one of those things where, like, adults look at other adults and they're like, you should not have had kids? Like right. If you're not right. willing to properly if you're care not willing to do the right thing for it or whatever. Um, I think we waited for Carl because they were like, you know, get all the testosterone and shit. I mean, he didn't have a period or whatever. Uh, no. <laughs> Surprisingly. But uh, this is why we're not allowed to have girl animals in our house because Brandon was like, I already have to deal with your period, which he doesn't have to deal with, at yeah, all. He has so, to do with yeah, he doesn't have to deal with oh, shit. He doesn't to deal with shit. Oh, let me grace you with my presence. Fucking right. You're welcome. <laughs> Deuces came out of the fucking cave today. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> hey, what do you call a gigantic moose? What? Enormous? <laughs> I like it. Anyway, that's my goddamn. <laughs> I fucking support it, and I'll be in your shoes shortly. Yeah, but with like a crazy ass dog. Yeah, actually, she's just a lovable dog though. She is. She's so fluffy and calm. She I gets like so much fine. attention at the vet. Yeah. Literally, she jumped on some random dude. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like right when we walked in because she's big and she thinks she's yeah. a lap dog, And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And he was so happy. And he's like, this is literally the best part of my whole day. Because she like <laughs> snuggles in like, oh, you're mine now. You Aww. know, and she puts a little fucking cute little face on your shoulder and just looks at you like, oh, I just love you. Oh, I love her so <sighs> much. Oh, God. Okay. Go anyway. on. Okay. So this week on episode 198, we are so close to episode 200. So close. No big deal, anybody, everybody, all of you bodies. All of the people. All no. of the bodies. All of the bodies. No big deal. We are just two fucking episodes from episode 200. Eh, 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 eh. That means we've been doing this for four years, roughly. What? That math checks out. Right? Yeah. Okay, this week on episode 198, I am going to tell you about Shanda Sherer. All right. Now, this is a case that is actually pretty big when I looked into it, but I don't know how I motherfucking didn't hear of it, but I feel like I say that all the time. Oh, yeah. Same. So, if you've heard it, here's our take. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shanda was born in Pineville, Kentucky on June 6th, 1979. All right. Her parents divorced when she was young and her mother remarried and divorced again. Oh. And it seems like that with each divorce, her family would move to a new city. Mm-hmm. But despite all of that, it sounds like she settled in pretty nicely with each one of her new schools. She was very involved in like cheerleading, softball, basketball. She had a lot of friends. Nice. You know, good all around American gal. Yeah. By middle school, she was living in New Albany, Indiana, and she was attending Hazelwood Junior High School. Okay. And in the fall semester of 1991, Shanda got in a fight with another classmate. <gasps> what? A little hood rat stuff? A little hood rat, hood rat. Hood Shit. Your mama. Yeah, get a girl. <laughs> so the classmate that she got in a fight with was a girl by the name of Amanda Hevren. Mm-hmm. Now, Shanda and Amanda, <laughs> they end up getting detention for this fight. Okay. And while they're serving detention together, they actually become friends. They're like, uh-huh. hey, a bonding moment. Age-old story. Yeah. yeah. You're actually pretty cool, man. Yeah. You just and, take out a little frustration, yeah. and then you're like, you know what? That was a great left hook back there. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you got a solid clutch. Can you teach me your uppercut? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ta, ta, ta. Okay. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So, back to Shanda. Mm-hmm. So, Shanda and Amanda hanging out in detention. They become best friends. Got a nice clutch. Way to pull my hair. hmm Let's hang out. Mm-hmm. They were like, let's fucking join the shit up and call yeah. us Shamanda. Yeah. Shamanda. sh sh shamanda <laughs> so now they become friends they're hanging out and eventually their friendship blossoms into a romantic relationship so it was some extra sexual tension yeah that initially started it they're like why do I find you so attractive I'm gonna punch you and then let's make out it's like when you aggressively want to kiss a baby yeah oh you just love love you so much your face yeah and they didn't know how to express that at first so they fought yeah exactly precisely, Mm -hmm. which this is, like, in the 90s, so very progressive, right? Yeah. I guess not really. It's happening everywhere, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, but, you know, it was a a different time, so their parents could have been like, what the fuck? No. Exactly. How were they? Exactly. Oh, just like that. Well, basically all the parents in this fucking story are all like, what the fuck? No. But I didn't really get into how the parents felt about their relationship. Okay. But I will tell you that Amanda... -hmm. Has an ex girlfriend. And that ex girlfriend hears about this new sparking romance with Shanda and gets jealous. Yeah. Like, Amanda, what the fuck? I thought we were going out. You said forever. Yeah, forever. Forever, ever? (laughs) Forever, ever. (laughs) So the ex girlfriend, her name is Melinda Loveless. (gasps) Oh, Loveless. Fucking foreshadowing. Yeah, foreshadowing for sure. So Melinda was one of three siblings in her family, and her father was actually abusive towards the family, both verbally and sexually. Ooh, oh, no. Not good. Oh, I thought you were going to say physically. Oh, no. And I was no. like, okay. Well, I mean, that is physical. Well, true, but like... <laughs> Different kind of physicality. You know, like, dad is abusive verbally and physically. Is yeah. like yeah. I don't know why in my brain more like oh okay yeah like verbally and sexually like oh Ah. not only are you gonna call him a bitch yeah but you're also gonna touch him that's wrong not i mean it's all wrong i got you you don't have to backtrack we know Um, you know you saved it abuse is wrong (laughs) that's where we stand guys in case you're wondering if anyone's wondering my hot take (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so uh, he's verbally and sexually abusive to the whole family. It sounds like are they all girls? I don't know, but there is at least one other sister. Okay, so there's three siblings, her I, another sister. And something. Yeah, someone. Anyway, people often said that when Melinda and her siblings would show up at their friends' homes, that they would show up often hungry. And it was very obvious that they weren't really cared for at home. Oh, that sucks. There's a ton more background on her household. Sounds like her parents were fucking swingers and going to bars and all this other shit that honestly sounds pretty fun, but was not conducive to a family life. And like I said, the father was an asshole. So, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. You can be a swinger, but, like, don't bring your kids into that shit. Right. So there's actually two accounts that say that one time her father fired a gun at her seven-year-old sister, intentionally missing her. Like, just like a warning shot, pow-pow, to scare the shit out of her. That'll do it. That'll fucking do it. And then another time he was—I don't know if this is like, a common event or if it happened once, but he, like, smelled the girls' used underwear— Ew. —in front of company to embarrass the girls— That's not going to embarrass the girls. That's weird. That's (laughs) embarrassing you. Yeah. And making everybody uncomfortable. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ew. Like, joke's on you, dude. I sharted in that shit. Right? Welcome to the world of pink eye, motherfucker. Ew. That's going to be my tagline if I were ever. Welcome to the world of pink (laughs) pink eye, motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And they'd be like, that's not relevant at all. And I'd be like, I know. I just like it. Like the way it rolls off the tongue. So the dad's off his motherfucking rocker. Yeah. So one day, Melinda's mom actually caught her father spying on Melinda and a friend. I Hold don't, on. Yeah. Melinda's mom caught the father or her father? Her, fa- well, her fa- father. Well, the Like Melinda's father. Okay. Her husband. Okay. Melinda's mom's husband. Got it. A.K.A. Melinda's dad. Yeah. They're all living in the same house. Melinda's dad's creeping on Melinda and her friend. And Melinda's mom catches him creeping. I don't know what that means. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what he's creeping in on. Ew. But it was enough for Melinda's mom to say, not today, motherfucker. And she got out a knife and started fucking stabbing him. Oh, shit. What? Oh, shit is right. And he ends up being hospitalized, but he survives the attack. But. Because of this abuse I, and the continued abuse, Melinda's mom attempted suicide on more than one occasion. God damn! So pretty dark childhood. Yeah. So that's a little background on Melinda there. Okay. And through all of this, Melinda eventually met and befriended another girl by the name of Lori Tackett. Okay. I'm about to tell you about a lot of people, so hang on to your seats. So we got Melinda. We have Lori Tackett, who is now Melinda's friend. Mm-hmm. Now, Lori grew up in a very religious household, and it's said that one time while she was at a friend's house playing with a Ouija board or something like that, her mom found out, came in, freaked the fuck out, burned the board, like destroyed it and was like, you're never allowed to come here again. This house needs an exorcism. Like fair Sounds like some <laughs> shit you would do. <laughs> Is I it used dramatic to play or is it just you? <laughs> <laughs> Let's play a game. I used to play Ouija board. Yeah, I did too. When I was too. younger. But I feel like now if you found out that your kid was doing it, you'd be like, Erin. <laughs> and then you'd come over and fucking destroy my board in the appropriate way. Because I still have one. They no, will I wouldn't play destroy it. it. I would just sage it a lot and be like, oh, okay. Hmm. Okay. You know. Oh, mm. okay. We'll see. Yeah. We'll find out in like seven years. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I feel like my kid is too good. Not that it's a to bad what? thing. Summon demons. <laughs> <laughs> Not that it's a bad thing. But I think he'd be too afraid. Like he's too much of like a sheltered. Like oh. I don't want to do anything that's scary. My baby girl will get him, too. Yeah. She'll get your baby boy to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll get the younger one. Uh, Mm -hmm. The younger one. Fuck yeah. He probably needs an exorcism himself. He's like, actually, here's how you open it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I bind you, (laughs) Daisy. Anyway. Okay. So, yeah. So, she's very religious, doesn't believe in all the shit, and is like, oh, no. Uh, Get this out. Away from my sweet baby child. Yeah. And... Obviously, Lori's going to rebel, as all teenagers do, and so she becomes fascinated by the occult. Mm-hmm. And she would claim to be a... Wiccan. Um, no, she would claim that she was possessed by a vampire named Deanna. It's not a great name. Not a great for, vampire for name. For a vampire? Yeah. Yeah. Deanna. Like, it does, doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> not like, I don't know. Yeah. Limeria. <laughs> oh, whoa. Limeria is what you said? Limeria. Like mm. the dog. You know. You know. They get it. Or like Lucinda. Yeah. Lucinda. Mm-hmm. I think that's just close to Lucifer. So, you know, we mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so. <laughs> just loose. Yeah. I like it. Deanna. All right. Listen, you're going pretty hard on Deanna over here. Well, I mean, like, that's your mom's name. <laughs> I mean, not your mom. But like. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Like, it's not a very vampiric kind of No, name. exactly. Yeah. It's like, I'm a vampire. Brenda. Brenda. <laughs> I never met a vampire named Brenda. I'll tell you that much. Spooky. Well, Brenda, tone it down. How long you been alive for? A hundred years? That's not even a lot. It's not even a lot. Young ass vampires. Yeah. Brenda. All right. So she's possessed by Deanna the vampire. Okay. Obviously. Yeah. And she started to take an interest in girls instead of boys. Mm. Obviously. so her mom was like, that's the devil talking. (laughs) Yeah, precisely. (laughs) And one of the gals that she was dating was into self-harm and introduced that to Lori. Okay. So Lori went as far as to deeply slash her wrists one time and ended up with her staying in the hospital and getting, like, a psych evaluation and being put on medication and all this other shit. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Now, Lori, remember, is friends with Melinda, right? And Melinda is um, Amanda's ex. Yes. I was like, did I say the name yet? It's Amanda's ex. So just to keep us all along here. Yeah. Now, Lori had another childhood friend that also partook in the self-harm, and her name was Hope Ripley. Okay. Now, Hope didn't have nearly as troubled of a childhood as the other gals, but her parents considered Lori to be a bad influence to Hope. Hmm. Obviously, like they're self-harming together. Mm -hmm. Lori thinks she's a vampire, all this other shit. At least the parents are paying attention. Yeah, at least those parents are paying attention. And then we have Hope has another friend named Tony Lawrence. Jesus Christ. Yeah, these are all the names. So Hope and Tony Lawrence are friends. Okay. Hope's friends. Is Tony a boy or a girl? Girl. Okay. Hope is friends with Lori and Lori's friends with Melinda. Melinda. Okay. Now, Tony was sexually abused as a child, and although she was sent to counseling, she too would participate in self harm. Mm-hmm. And so now you have this group of like four friends who had a rough childhood participate in self harm, and it sounds like they were kind of in and out of trouble and just fucking a rough crowd. Mm-hmm. But like Hope and Tony didn't know Melinda. Okay. They know Lori, who is friends with Melinda. Yes. Okay. We yes. got the picture? Yes. Okay, so we back, need a fucking whiteboard in here uh, with a pointer. Seriously, I knew this was going to happen, <laughs> so I'm trying really hard to paint the picture. So now we're back to Shanda and Amanda mm-hmm. and their budding relationship, and we've got the, the jealous ex, Melinda. Mm-hmm. Once Melinda caught wind that Shanda and Amanda were hooking up or whatever, mm-hmm. she started showing up at school dances and started fights with Shanda. Was like, yo, that's my girl. okay. And Melinda didn't really like Shanda and viewed her as a threat. Oh, obviously. she didn't really like yeah, her. Yeah, that was the dumbest thing I could have written right there. <laughs> like, obviously, she didn't like her. Yeah, she was a threat. Yeah, uh, she didn't like her so much so that she started talking to all of her friends that she knew and was like, all of her friends that she knew. Why do Why do I do this? It's, it's <sighs> just your brain is struggle. That. Struggle. she started doing the average teenage girl thing where she's like "Mm, that girl she sucks yeah but she was like worse than she sucks and she's a whore she's like i'm gonna fucking kill her oh geez well next level Mm, that is next level but also if you think about it, all of her friends are like into vampires and like cutting themselves and shit so maybe that's not as like alarming as you would think that it would sound to like if you came to me and you're like i'm gonna kill so-and-so yeah I mean, I was in that group of people at the beginning of high school and, like, middle school, kind of. Mm-hmm. I was in that group of, like, weird fucking kids and all that. And mm-hmm. then, remember Brandon's ex-girlfriend? Mm-hmm. Who I fucking still, for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing against her. She's a perfectly fine person, I'm sure. <laughs> but, like, you know, it's that, yeah. it's that teenage yeah, girl yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I hate you still. Like, like I don't I even, I know, before n- I was around. Yeah, I know nothing about you, but I hate you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's walking around talking about she's gonna kill Shanda. No, I think the worst. I uh, you know the worst I ever said about her. I know the worst you ever said, and it really wasn't that bad. It really wasn't that bad. Not but also, i like you're dumb. I wonder if she's like, no, I'm gonna fucking kill her, or if she's like, I could kill her. You mm-hmm. know, like, which I'm gonna kill you. You ain't numb but a slut to me. Mm. Yeah, exactly like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So Shanda's parents were hearing about all of this drama and all of these girl fights and shit that were going on, and that like Shanda kept getting involved in and they decided to move her from her junior high school into a Catholic school. Oh that'll fix her. The power of Christ will compel her <laughs> ass. I'll tell you that much. tell you right now did they care about Amanda? I don't know or were so, they trying to get her away from Amanda and the drama it could be. It could yeah. be that they were like oh my god you can't date a girl you need to go to Catholic school. Yeah, yeah. or it could be they were like fuck man you just gotta go to another school but remember, Shanda has jumped around to a lot of schools in her childhood now. Okay. But she keeps fitting in pretty well. Like, yeah. But that's still, that's hard. That's rough, yeah. Okay, so now that I've set the stage, let's jump into the night of the crime that I would like to talk about. Okay. Boom, bum, bum, bum. bum it's January 10th, 1992. Oh. Lori, Hope, and Tony... They all go over to Melinda's house. Mm -hmm. So like I said, Hope and Tony didn't know Melinda, but Lori does. So Lori's like, hey, Hope and Tony, come with me. We're going to go to my friend Melinda's house. Yeah. And they're just going to hang out. Braid each other's hair. Yep, braid each other's hair. By the way, between all the girls, they're between the ages of like 15 and 17. Okay. now Maybe do a little scarification. Yeah. You don't know. Write the word fuck on your arm. Yeah. See where the night takes us. Yeah. So Lori brings them to Melinda's house. And while there, Melinda shows them a knife and says that they're all going to go over to Shanda's house, who was 12 at the time, (gasps) mind you. All of this. I guess I should have said that in the beginning. She's 12. Oh, I thought they were like. They're in like middle school. Oh, no. I thought they were like high school kids. Not that that makes it better or different or anything, but like. It's kind of different. Yeah, it is kind of different, huh? And the plan is that they're going to scare her with this knife, right? Like, we're going to go over to Shanda's house, and we're going to scare her. Yeah. And this is what Melinda's telling the other girls. And the other girls are like, okay. Whatever. Whatever. I'm a vampire. Yeah. Let's do it. (sighs) Yeah, vampires ain't afraid of knives. Mm -hmm. Hey, Deanna, why don't you get over here? Yeah, come on over, Deanna. I summon thee. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Lori, Hope, and Tony, they've never met Shanda. They don't know who she is. They're just going along with it for Melinda's sake. They're yeah. like, okay, we're hanging out with Melinda. Melinda wants us to go scare this chick. Let's go. Well, we, it's, Oh, you hate her? We all hate her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Teenage girls are a powerful force. They really are. They're fucking monsters. <laughs> yeah. I know, because I was one. Exactly. I can speak on it because we're terrible. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. I've done terrible things. None that, though. Not this. No, 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 not Not this. Not wherever this is going. So they're just all going along with the plan, right? Yeah. So they all hop into, I think it was Lori's car, and they go to Shanda's house, and along the way, they get lost, and they end up stopping at a McDonald's, and they ask for directions. (laughs) Like, I'm fucking... Do you I know, know where Shanda lives? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, so they get to Shanda's house eventually, and it's before dark time. Before the dark time? <laughs> before the sun sets? It was before Deanna took over Lori's body. <laughs> yeah, before the vampires summoned for the night. So they get to Shanda's house. It's not dark yet, but it almost is. is it's dusk. It's dusk. Ooh. Not twilight. And... Melinda Mm -hmm. tells Hope and Tony to go knock on the door of Shanda's house and introduce themselves as Amanda's friends and say that Amanda is waiting for you at, quote, the witch's castle, which I guess was some old stone house in the middle of nowhere that overlooked the Ohio River that like the locals knew about, like the local kids. Yeah. So now because... Hope and Tony don't know Shanda. Shanda's not gonna know that they're not really friends with Amanda so it's the perfect little ruse to get her to come along with them. Yeah. So they go they knock on the door and uh, Shanda is like hi and they explain like hey Amanda wants to hang out with you at the witch's castle you just have to come with us and Shanda's like okay well like that sounds fun and all but like but like Amanda's here <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be funny no she was like it's I'm 12 and my parents aren't gonna let me go with you yeah. like you have to come back after my parents are asleep and then oh. I'll come with you so the group of girls leave and they end up attending some punk rock show with a band by the name of Sunspring which doesn't sound very punk rocky yeah, yeah. Sun (laughs) Totally. (laughs) And then eventually they leave and they end up back at Shanda's house and it's like 1230 at night. Okay, So they eventually get Shanda to come out to the car while Melinda is hiding in the back seat with a blanket over her so that like Shanda can't see Melinda. Mm -hmm. Because obviously she knows who Melinda is at this point because Melinda keeps trying to fight her ass. Yeah. So Shanda's in the car not suspecting shit. And as soon as they start to drive off, and Hope is driving at this point, as soon as they start to drive off, Hope starts questioning Shanda about her relationship with Amanda. Mm -hmm. And while she's answering the questions, Melinda just fucking pops out of the backseat with a knife and holds it to Shanda's throat. Like, this escalated quickly. Yeah, it did. And Surprise, motherfucker. Surprise, motherfucker. (laughs) Anyway, so Melinda jumps out, puts the puts the knife to Shanda's throat and starts asking her about Ma- Amanda like what's going on how deep is your relationship also like so crazy deep shit. so deep man we are one soul two bodies yeah you wouldn't even understand with your own soul yeah <laughs> stupid yeah get out of here with that Oh, my God. And so as she's holding the knife to her throat, she starts scaring Shanda with this information about like, oh, I'm going to take you to this witch's castle. And this is where nine witches were burned to death by like the townsfolk and all this other stuff, which I don't know if any of that's true. But she was just, you know, Shanda's 12. Like, what the fuck? I don't want to go there. That sounds creepy. And kept saying shit like there's dead bodies in this house. You're going to be the next dead body. That kind of stuff. Wow, she sounds kind of like a bitch. She sounds awful. Yeah. Right? So they get to the old house and pull up, and they get Shanda inside, and they tie her up by her legs and her arms. Oh, God. And Melinda just starts fucking punching her a bunch and, like, bashing her face into her knee. And Shanda's oh. got braces, so it's, like, busting oh. up her mouth. Yeah. First and, of all. Yeah. Yeah. Rude. So rude. That's expensive. Okay. It just hurts. That like, too. I feel like it should be like, if you have braces, it's like a universal agreed upon, like, I'm not going to pop you in the mouth. Right. Like, your mouth has already gone through enough torture. Yeah. Uh, that's like kicking somebody when they're down, you know? Yeah. Okay, so... Melinda's in there beating the crap out of Shanda Shanda's on the ground and Melinda's like grabbing her hair and is like oh this is such pretty hair I wonder what you would look like if I chopped it all off like being fucking creepy yeah and Shanda's also is this supposed to make Amanda love you again? I am not quite sure, cause what the actual fuck? Yeah, I think she just literally has a sh- hatred for Shanda, and it's gotten so out of control that she's probably even lost sight of what the fuck she's even doing. Yeah, like she's just going out of control. Like, what's the end goal here? I Amanda's don't not going to be like, oh, now I see it. You have proven your love for me. Yeah. Well, from what I understand too, Melinda started dating somebody else. Like, it wasn't even oh. that like Melinda and, and Amanda cut it off. It's that Melinda started dating somebody else. Yeah. So, you can't even be mad, bro. Yeah. Well, she was. Sounds like she has some issues to work out. Well, she does. She's the one where, like, her dad was, like, fucking smelling her underwear and shit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, she didn't have quite the best childhood. Oh, it's pretty fucked up. So, she's being taunted, tortured, whatever, in this house. They, I think Lori goes out to the car and gets a t shirt or some shit, brings it inside and sets it on fire. And they're like, ha ha ha. And then they're like, okay, this is actually, and now out I again. have a raven's claw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and poor Shanda's like tied up, like, what the fuck is going on here? How'd they tie her up? With a rope. Oh, did they bring it? I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, everybody's got rope, right? I don't. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do they? <laughs> So after they light the fire in the house, they all get concerned that that's going to draw some attention to, like— any You just lit the house on fire, you <laughs> yeah. bitch. Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck, bro? And so they all pile into the car, they bring Shanda with her, and they drive off. Okay. Well, at least they bring Shanda— yeah, that's nice. Well, is it, though? Because guess, I'm sure Shanda not. was like, I'd rather just fucking figure out how to escape this than yeah. what's actually going to happen the rest of this time. All right, fair. So the whole time, Shanda's, like, begging for her life, like, saying, let me go, and they're obviously not doing that. Mm-hmm. Melinda ordered Shanda to take off her bra while they're driving and then, like, hands it over to Hope, and Hope takes her bra off and puts on Shanda's bra. I don't know what that means or why, but it's creepy. So Maybe I because it was, like, a nice one. Ah, like you got a Victoria's Secret pink bra? Yeah. That's just $40. My parents won't buy that for me. Yeah. I have to get my bras from Target. But also, a 12-year-old switching bras with like a 15-year-old, maybe there's not that much difference. There was for me. There wouldn't be any (laughs) kind of difference for me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't even need to wear a bra. Literally between 12 and – or 13 and 14, I was like, ah, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Something happened. (laughs) Something has happened. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, so, yeah, I don't know why. I have no idea why. Other than it just feels like a power struggle or something creepy to do, you know, yeah. like, yeah. come over here. It's like vulnerable. Yeah. You're fucking with somebody's, like, comfort or vulnerability. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It is weird. Now, surprisingly, or not so surprisingly, they get lost again <laughs> while they're driving around. <laughs> fucking women. Yeah. <You> know? <laughs> <laughs> So they- Shanda's like, actually, you're going to have to take a left. Yeah, I can help you get out of this. If you would just like, you know, untie me, I could drive us to safety. How'd she get her bra off? Uh, Maybe they took her bra off for her. I don't really know. It Still, just says your like arms tied, you'd be like, what are you going to do with it? Maybe they untied her. And they're like, took off your bra. It was like she was ordered to take her bra off. Hmm. So now they stop for directions. They stop at a gas station and they ask for directions. And this actually happens a few times. And sometimes there's some dudes at the gas station and the girls are flirting with them. But they're hiding Shanda in the backseat of the car the whole time this is happening. So she doesn't really get a chance to escape. Mm-hmm. They eventually come to a stop at the edge of some woods that are near Lori's house. Okay. So Lori knows the area and she leads Melinda and Shanda to some abandoned building where all good things happen. Yeah. Why are there so many abandoned places in We're this in town? Fucking Indiana or some shit now. So I was like Ohio. It overlooks the Ohio River. Oh. That's, that's what mm-hmm. it was. Mhm. Now, like I said, it's Lori leading Melinda and Shanda, but Hope and Tony, they're like, I'm fucking creeped out. I'm just going to hang out at the car here. Yeah. So they stay back at the car. Yeah. Well, and Hope and Tony were like, I don't really know anything that's going on up there. Yeah, this, this is a little much, guys. Yeah. So Lori and Melinda forced Shanda to undress in this abandoned building down to just her underwear. I mean, I don't think she has a bra, but just her undies. Mm-hmm. And Melinda continues to beat her up. Okay. Melinda then takes out her knife and slashes... Shanda's throat... Oh, no. But the knife was too <gasps> dull to do any like permanent damage. Permanent. But well, like any serious damage. It was like scratching her or something or not cutting deep enough to actually like kill her, which oh, my I, wh- God. which is what Melinda's intention is. So they call Hope in from the car. They're like, hey, you got to come in here and you have to help hold Shanda down. So Hope's in holding Shanda down. And then Melinda and Lori take the knife and they take turns stabbing <gasps> Shanda. And Hope is like, you with know, the dull I knife. fucking did not sign up for this. Well, I don't know. I guess she was just going along for the ride. Like, I don't know if it's because she wants to impress her friends or peer pressure or whatever, but she's holding her down. Oh, my God. Yep. Oh, no. So then they take a piece of rope and they strangle Shanda until she passes out. Oh, my God. They pick up her body and they put her in the trunk of a car. Mm. And they drive to Lori's house because they're close by, right? Yeah. So Lori gets everybody inside and all the girls get cleaned up because three of them are covered in blood and shit. Yeah. And while they're changing... They hear screaming coming from the trunk of the car because Shanda's not dead. What the fuck? What the fuck? That's terrible. And so now Tony is like, you know what, guys? I'm really out this time. I'd like to leave now. Yeah. No, not at all. That would have been smart. I'm sure Tony is regretting all of her life choices. But because Shanda's not dead, Lori goes out with a paring knife, <gasps> pops open the trunk, and starts stabbing her all over again a bunch of times. Oh my god. Closes the trunk because now Shanda's dead, and goes back inside to go clean up. Oh, my God. What the fuck, guys? You had multiple opportunities to bail on this Yeah. Now, eventually, Melinda and Lori, they hop back in the car, and they just go aimlessly driving around. Oh, I'm sorry. I almost forgot. They finished off the night with Lori deciding to read everybody's future using rune stones. Fun. You're going to go to prison? Yeah, you're You're going to go to prison? prison? (laughs) Yeah. You're going to be in a cold room, mostly filled with gray stuff. Your outfits are all going to be orange. And you're going to be there for a long time. <laughs> be a toilet without a door. <laughs> you're going to find yourself using the bathroom in front of people for the rest of your life. <laughs> Weird futures, guys. <laughs> I feel like this is very accurate. Yeah, so they do that. It's like 2.30 in the morning or something like it's that. It's like one of these. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, yeah, one of those fortune tellers <laughs> yeah, they fold up. The origami ones. Tellers. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. Four. One, two, three, four. Prison. <laughs> <laughs> Try six. <laughs> Prison again. <laughs> oh, wouldn't you know it? Okay, so after reading Fortunes and shit, Tony and Hope are like, you know what? I'm ready for bed. This has been a night. But Melinda and Lori are like, fuck that shit. Let's hop in the car and just go driving around aimlessly and do fucking nothing. And so they do that. Teenage as shit, man. I get it. I, I know, right? There's nothing else to do. I don't want to go to bed yet. Mm-hmm. I miss that. I know, me too. No. With like a body in your trunk or anything, but right, like, it seems like a bad idea. Maybe with like like a bottle of alcohol in your trunk. Oh, that sounds fun. And you're like, let's go find. An abandoned warehouse, <laughs> and just drink in it, and then yeah. figure out how we're getting home later. Mm-hmm. Well, so they're driving around with a body in their trunk. They're doing nothing. They're driving aimlessly, and they start to hear gurgling sounds coming from the trunk because Shanda's not dead. God damn, Shanda's got a will to live. Uh, she literally fights for her motherfucking life, and like how horrific she's been in there for hours. Just slowly bleeding out, dying. A also, slow, painful death. A paring knife is like this long. I know, I was thinking the same thing. Like, come on, people. Like well, this is the fucking like, Not to tell most you how botched to do your job. Yeah. but like but do it better you chose a dull knife and then you were like let's get one that can barely scratch the surface oh my god it'll do damage though but then they made it a painful death I don't know if that was their intention or what well that's fucking horrific isn't it all right so they're driving around they hear the gurgling and they pull over because they're like fuck This isn't good. Yeah. So they pop the trunk open and Shanda just fucking bolts up sitting up, but she can't speak. Her eyes are like rolling in the back of her head and she's just making gurgly sounds. Oh, God. Gurgling sounds. It scares the fuck out of Melinda and Lori so that scares them that i'm sure not themselves that that would scare the fuck out of me like you think they're dead or something you're like oh no and then you pop in they're like whoa they come out fighting (laughs) now it's just a zombie yeah oh my god literally so then Lori grabs a tire iron jesus christ and bashes shanda over and over again in the head until she felt shanda's head cave in Oh, God. This poor 12-year-old girl. Oh, my God. Was just looking to go hang out with her girlfriend in the woods oh. for a fun night. And she's being tortured. Then Lori tells Melinda to, quote, smell it, referring to Shanda's bashed-in head. Ew, why? Wow. No. I don't fucking know. Why any of this? They're all crazy. You know what that probably was? It was probably Deanna being like, does that oh. smell good to you? Oh, maybe. Good point. Like a vampire. Mm-hmm. Like, smell the fresh blood. Ew, that's fucking gross, though. It's so gross. The girls then sexually assaulted Shanda over and over again using the tire iron for several hours. What the fuck? Yep. What the fuck? Yep. Now, just so you know, a little bit of a spoiler alert, Shanda's still alive. She's not dead. I don't know how. Oh, my God. I don't know how. But she's still, like, physically alive, breathing. I don't know how coherent she is. I don't know how any of this stuff. I hope not coherent. I hope not at all. They then drive around some more and they end up back at Lori's house where they proceed to go inside and tell Hope and Tony about what they have done to Shanda. Like, oh, you'll never believe what happened to me. And then we bash her head in. She's for sure dead now. And they're like giggling about it and bragging about it. And the giggling is so loud that it wakes up Lori's mom. And Lori's mom is pissed. Like, yo, Lori, I did not say you could have all these girlfriends over. Like, you need to get the fuck out of the house. You need to send them home. It's like 930 in the morning now. Oh, God. So she's like, they, "They, your friends need to go home. You didn't ask me if you could have a sleepover. Get the also, fuck out. Also, why does it smell like pennies in here? <laughs> why are you covered in blood? Yeah. No, they had cleaned up. So, like, the mom has no idea that there's a dead girl in the trunk of her daughter's car. Oh, my God. Yeah, in the fucking driveway. She's just like, you need to send the girls home. So Lori's like, okay, I'll drive them home. And they all pile in the car. And on the drive, they stop at the gas station and they fill up a two-liter bottle of Pepsi, like an empty two-liter bottle of Pepsi. They fill it up with gasoline. hmm And they drive out to the middle of fucking nowhere, like the side of a road, and they pop the trunk open. And... Shanda's still in there, still alive, not dead. Do they know that she's alive? I don't know. I think they keep thinking that she's dead, but she's not. Yeah. So then, Hope grabs a random ass bottle of Windex and sprays Shanda with the Windex and says, "Quote, you're not looking so hot now, are you?" End quote. Hope did that. Hope does. So this just goes to show, like these girls are literally in deep with the like rolling deep with your bestie kind yeah. of thing. Even yeah. though they don't even know Melinda, they only know Lori. Like Jesus. these are all. This is the first time they're all fucking hanging out with Melinda, and they're all like, "Yeah, let's fucking kill somebody." Yeah, let's commit murder arson and they're 15 and 17 you know at this point that you're doing something terribly wrong yeah melinda hope and tony then pull shanda out of the trunk they wrap her in a blanket and they throw her on the ground and they pour the gasoline all over her and set her on fire jesus they literally burned her alive it eventually kills her like shanda dies from being burned alive oh my god it's now January 11th right like the next day yeah and the girls head back to McDonald's to have some breakfast before they're getting dropped off at their houses and while they're eating breakfast they're all laughing and joking talking about how Shanda looked like what their sausage patties looked like in their breakfast what the fuck what is wrong with people like, we're wha- never gonna look at that the same. I will just toss it out on my memory bank forever. But, like, what? Why? How would you eat then? Like, this is next level psycho shit. Yeah. Like, that's not appetizing then. No, but they think they're being cute and funny and, like, you know, promiscuous. Ugh. Lori then drops everyone off at their respective homes, but brings Melinda back to her house. Hmm. And throughout the day, the girls still kind of, like, chat and brag to all their friends about how they killed Shanda. All their friends? All their friends. Like, calling people up. Like, hey, guess what? Remember how I was beefing with Shanda? I killed her. Got her. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, openly talking about it. They even tell Amanda... And Amanda comes over because she doesn't believe them. And is like, whatever. Amanda comes over and Lori pops her trunk and shows all the blood and shit inside of there. And then Amanda immediately gets freaked the fuck out and leaves and is like, yeah, I fucking believe you now. And, and Melinda. the police? No. Melinda gives Amanda a kiss goodbye and is like, please don't tell anyone. And Amanda's like, I'm not going to tell anyone. Now, I don't know if it's like, oh, my God, you proved your love for me. I'm not going to tell anyone. Or if it's more like, holy fucking shit, I don't want to be next. I'm not going to tell anyone. I'm out of here. Yeah. Either way, yeah, not good. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So later that day on the 11th, two brothers go hunting and they noticed a burning body on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. They call the police and an investigation is opened because the body is so badly burned that they can't identify it. They just know it's a child, like the body of a child. And they had assumed at first that it was like due to drugs, like a drug deal gone wrong or something like that. But there were no identifying things left on her body that they could use to tell that this was Shanda. Oh, God, because they had taken all of her clothes and stuff. Yeah. And meanwhile, back at Shanda's house, her family wakes up to notice she's not there. They call around, ask all her friends. Nobody knows where she is. And by the end of the 11th, they have filed a missing persons report for Shanda. Oh, my God. I wonder if they called Amanda. I don't know. And they're like, she's like, and Am- oh, Yeah. And Amanda's like, I, don't, I know. don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's fucking scary. Oh, my God. It's horrifying. So, obviously, it doesn't take the police long to track down who murdered Shanda Grant. I mean, like, they're going around telling everybody what they did. Yeah. And Melinda and Lori, they eventually get, like, they're tried, all this other shit. I don't really go that much into it, but they get 60 years in prison. 60 years? That's it? That's it. I guess they were children. Yeah, they were, like, underage. But here's the thing. Lori was released in 2018 after only serving 26 years. Oh, my God. Melinda was released in 2019. After only serving, I don't know, 26 and a half years, whatever. Why'd they get released? I don't know. Just fucking good behavior? Like I'm not parole. Sure. Yeah, like it was parole. And then, well, they had like one year of parole or something, but it wasn't, they did not serve their full 60 years. I'm sure they appealed and some other shit. I yeah. didn't read all that crap because what the fuck ever, they did this horrible thing. What are they doing now? Well, I don't really know, but they, at- they just got out. So they're probably laying low for a little bit. Hope was given 35 years because she testified against Tony in in her trial. She testified against Tony? Yeah. Tony didn't do as much shit. Not at all. But I guess 35 years was like a lesser sentence than what she was facing because she was probably facing 60 years also. Yeah. But she didn't actually do any like stabbing, but she helped hold them down, hold Shanda down and all that. Now, Tony was given 25 years because she pled guilty to one count of criminal confinement and she got the full sentencing of 25 years. But Here's what happens with Tony. She only ends up serving nine years and Hope only served for 14. So, even though they were sentenced to like what the maximum could have been for each of their charges and shit, none of them served the full time. Which is so fucked up, but also like they're young, but still, like you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing and all that. I'm a little bit more lenient towards Hope and Tony, yeah. especially Tony, just because it's like. It sounds like she got wrapped in. Yeah, and like. Didn't do anything. Tony didn't even know Lori, you know? Like. Mm-hmm. She was just kind of fucking there. She didn't plan this shit. She wasn't, like, whatever, yeah, you know? she didn't hold anybody down. Granted, she didn't stop it. anything. She didn't stop anything, mm-hmm. and she could have gotten away or, like, you know, put a stop to it or just fucking left or whatever the entire time. At any point. Or called the police the next day. At any point. Like, you know, but I'm a little bit more lenient towards it because that's got to be a scary fucking situation for a 15-year-old to be in. For sure. Like, you don't know that you have that power to stop this. Yeah. You think you're just surviving. Yeah. And maybe she was. Like, we don't really know exactly how that all went down, but, like, fuck. But, like, Melinda and Lori? uh, Uh, Fuck you guys. Yeah. 26 years, and then they're just out. They're out now. I mean, they're in their 40s, early 40s. It's the prime of their life. Ugh. I only get to say that because... Because you know, we're almost there. <laughs> it's like coming around the corner. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's not old. <laughs> that's so young. And by the way, this has been featured on like Law and Order, Cold Case, Doctor Phil. It's been like everywhere over the years. So it's like a pretty well-known case. Oh my god, uh, I hadn't heard it. I hadn't either. And that's fucking horrific. That is terrifying. I can't believe it went so far so many times. Like, it had so many chances to, like, just kidding. Yeah. Like, oh, well, let's get her medical help or let's just leave her somewhere for somebody to drop her off at her doorstep. Yeah. Like, 12. 12. 12 is so young and so little. Also, it's weird because, like, 12 and 15, that's a pretty big age gap at those ages. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're both young, but at the same time, when I was 15, I feel like. I knew a lot more than when I was 12. Yeah. You know. Certainly. Like, I wasn't quite as naive and yeah, trusting and whatever like I you're a very different person. For sure. You're like more... You know more about the world. Yeah. You know not to jump in the car with crazies. Although I probably would have jumped in the car with crazies. I probably would frank. have jumped in the car with randoms. Yeah. If they knew my boyfriend, girlfriend's name or whatever. Yeah. You know, like, ah, cool. Let's go. Yeah, That'd be fun. Friends. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I would have too. Anyway, so that's my fucking story. If you want to check out pictures pertaining to this case, go to isgpodcast.com. .com. And while you're there, go check out our merch. Aaron put some new merch up. I did. And I'm working on getting all the rest of the shit up that you guys have from the fun stuff from CrimeCon. So I'll put that shit on social media at some point when I figure it out. But otherwise, there's merch, new merch designs on the merch site. Yeah. You got a crow design. We got like a creepy goosey bumpsy looking logo design and also a skull design. Yeah. Go check them out. You'll love them. They're awesome. You might. I'm wearing one right now. You are. It's the crow one. You can't really see it, but that's okay. You'll see it when I get up. Also, if you want to join us on Patreon, we're on Patreon. It's just a lemon. Oh, my God. I thought somebody was knocking at the door. That scared the shit out of me. Come join us on Patreon. Come support your favorite podcast. We have different tiers, different shit at each tier, lots of extra content. If you're like, man, I'm bored. I want something to do. You get access to all the back content and everything, so come join us. Mm -hmm. Also, join us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, twitter and tiktok our handle is at isgd podcast come join the goddamn pod group on facebook before it gets fucking banned for life because we keep getting a ton of group (laughs) updates that we are too aggressive from posts that were made three years ago on a silly meme that we all thought was funny but just so you know come join us while you can (laughs) (laughs) might be closing it's exclusive (laughs) yeah it's very exclusive we'll have to create a 2.0 keep revving that shit Oh, my God. You can email us at isgdpodcast at gmail.com or snail mail us at PO Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. And that is all we have for you today, my friends. Until next week. Toodaloo,